believe today is going to be a day where we get some fresh manna, fresh bread from heaven. Come on, somebody. I'm grateful that happens every week, but this is right off the press. Come on, somebody. Right out of the oven. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 21, and we're going to look at verse 7. And I'll tell you my title a little later. And it reads like this. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went into the temple. I'm actually going to pause right there. I want to go back to verse 10 real quick. This is the verse that really spoke to me. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. Say moved. Say it again. Say moved. Saying, who is this? One more time. Say moved. In the Greek... This actually means something a little different. It means shook. The city was shook. Let me say it again. When Jesus comes to a city, the city gets shook. When Jesus enters a place, the city gets shook. Now, let me just break down a little theology for you. I, I, I want you to understand something. Tell your neighbor, say, Jesus is ready to shake you today. See, something I learned very early on in my Christianity, it's, it's, it's something basic we all learn, is that the God we serve is omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. See, we serve an all-powerful God. Let me say it again. We serve a God that can do everything and anything. We serve a God that can heal, deliver, set free. We serve a powerful God. We don't serve a weak God. We serve a powerful God. We don't serve a God that's dancing in dandelions. We serve a God that has fire in his eyes. Our God's got power. He's not weak. He's got power. He can heal. He can save. He can deliver. He's got power. He's not omnipotent. Say omnipotent. He's omniscient. What well, means he's all-knowing. See, you don't surprise God. You don't got to inform God. You don't got to tell him your problems. He knows your problems. You don't got to tell him your circumstance. He knows your circumstance. Nothing surprises God. So the situation you're going through did not surprise God. The circumstance you're in did not surprise God. Everything that's happening in your life, it doesn't surprise God. God knows everything. He knows the past. He knows the present. And he knows the future. God knows it all. God knows it all. He's all-knowing. 
So when you pray, you don't got to inform him what's going on. He knows what's going on. Mm. See, I think sometimes we forget that. He's all-knowing. He knows everything you do. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows it all. And the the last one I want to talk about, he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere at one time. That's amazing. You know, at 2 o'clock last night, God was in the tabernacle. God was here. He's omnipresent. He's at your house right now. While being right here right now. But the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst of them. Well, if he's omnipresent, why do we even need that scripture? Because there are dimensions to things. There's levels to things. See, knowing God is here is different than feeling God is here. I'm going to say it again. Knowing God is here is different than feeling God is here. You may say, Pastor Brian, I don't go off my feelings. Neither do I. But sometimes it's nice when I feel him walk in the room he just enters the doorway of that room I feel him see he can be there and walk in the room at the same time there's dimensions to this thing see he can be here I know he's here but there's something about when he just walks in the room and my hair stands up my neck on my hair begins to stand up and I realize the king of glory has entered the room See, a lot of times we know God is here. But there's been some people that haven't felt God is here in a long time. And I want you to understand something. I'm going to get back to this story in Matthew, but I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 6. And I'm going to look at verse 6. King David, say King David. As he becomes king, he makes a priority to bring back the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the glory and presence of God, into Jerusalem. His predecessor, King Saul, ran his operation without the presence and glory of God. Saul was a tall man, good-looking man. He had a lot of things going for him on the outside. But the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. See, I'm telling you, you can lean on your own attributes, on your own strengths. But I choose to lean on the presence and glory of God. I need Jesus more today than ever. The moment, the moment you think you can do it on your own, God will let you try to do it on your own. And I'm telling you, I've done a lot of things on my own strength. It never turns out good. I want to do what God has called me to do. See, God isn't looking. God's looking for some obedience. David made some mistakes, but he was obedient. David messed up from time to time, but he was obedient. David had some shortcomings, but he always ran to God, not from God. And 
one of the things David did, made it a priority for his administration, was to get the glory and presence of God back in Jerusalem. I think some of you need to make it a priority for your house that you bring the presence and glory of God back into your house. Let me say that just one more time for clarity. I think someone here today needs to turn off some things, stop watching some things, stop doing some things, and bring the glory and presence of God back into your house. So David decides, I'm going to bring it back. I'm bringing it back to Jerusalem. And then it's, it's powerful. When they came to Nachon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error and he died there by the ark of God. Now I want you to see this. They're, they have the ark on a cart and the oxen stumbled and Uzzah is trying to help out. He doesn't want the ark to fall and he touches it and he dies. Now this is hard for me to understand and I'm a pastor. So this has got to be a little confusing to some people. Why would God kill him? Now I want you to understand something. See, our message never changes. We preach Jesus crucified. We preach Jesus rose three days later. We preach the blood of Jesus. We preach that we need the Holy Ghost. We preach the message, the gospel of truth. But sometimes God wants to kill a method. Mm. Sometimes God wants to kill the method you've been using. And so sometimes you're trying to prop up what God's trying to destroy. See, you're trying to hold up something that God says, I'm trying to get rid of this method. I don't need the cart anymore. I need some people to learn how to carry the presence of God. I don't need people to see the... I don't need people to see... I don't need the people see the presence roll on a cart. I need some people that know how to carry the glory of God. So if you keep trying to prop up that old thing, I'm going to have to get rid of you because I have a new thing that's coming. And you can't mess with God's agenda. I'm used to yesterday. I'm used to how it was. I'm used to the old time thing. I'm here to tell you, I like the old time thing. But the method can change. But the message cannot change. We preach Jesus crucified. We preach that his blood has power. We preach that he rose with all power and authority. Come on. The message don't change. We got more people married to the method than to the message. This is how we've always done it. Oh, that's how religion talks. People in a relationship follow, see, we follow the cloud, not the crowd. 
See, I, I, you got so used to following the crowd just because this growth strategy says this and this person says this and this is how you grow your church and this is how you do that. I don't really care. Where's the cloud taking me? I'm not married to the method. I'm married to the message. I'm married to the man in the middle. See, there was a man in the middle. Thief was on his left. Oh, you ain't hearing me. There was a man in the middle, and that's who I'm married to. There's a man in the middle of the wheel. Come on, somebody. You got to hear this. Too many people are married to yesterday. Yesterday's dead, but the message ain't dying. I got a message. I got a promise. I got hope. I got glory. I got the presence of God. See, God's trying to get rid of your cart so that you can carry the presence. He's trying to get rid of that thing that's been holding you back so you can get deeper, a different dimension, a new level of his presence in your life. He wants to take you deeper like we're drilling wells in El Salvador. He wants to take you in a deeper well so that you can experience more of him, more of his power, more of his glory, more of his love. I want more of God. And if I got to get rid of the cart, See, so many people are married to convenience. It was convenient to have a cart. Made it easy. Everybody wants easy. Everybody wants easy. Give me easy. Come on, somebody. But you know what? This is me. I feel like I haven't had church unless I sweat. I figure he's worthy of my sweat. I can sweat at the gym. I can sweat outside working. I can come to church and put a little sweat in. Come on, somebody. I can jump up and down. I can shout. I can praise. I can get a little sweaty in the tabernacle. Now, I know there's some churches where it's just easy. Come on, somebody. I'm not looking for easy. I'm looking to carry the glory. I'm not looking for convenience. I'm looking to carry the glory of God. I want the glory of God. That's why we do these more services for our kids. They can carry the glory. I, little Bill laid on this floor. The glory of God hit him so long. How, I think he was here the whole service. I said, let him be. Let him be. See, I think we got to see this. Verse 8 says this. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. Now, it was... Now, let me just pause there. Go back. So, they're strategizing what to do. And Obed-Edom says, bring the presence to my house. It can stay right here. Bring it here. I told the Lord this yesterday. God, I know a lot of churches, a lot of pastors are arguing about what to do in this season. 
strategizing and thinking about what to do trying to have vision and new strategies for this new season during this pandemic after this pandemic whatever is happening in the world and i said god while they're strategizing if you would choose to let me hold your presence in my house i'll hold it i'll take it i'll treasure it i'll own it i'll love it because i'm telling you when the presence of god is in your house you get blessed your family gets blessed your your husband gets blessed your wife gets blessed your children get blessed everybody gets blessed I want the presence of God in my house I said God send it to 7106 Sorensen Avenue in Whittier California we'll protect it we'll cherish it we'll honor it verse 11 verse 12 sorry now it was told King David saying that the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God I'll tell you what the presence will always bless your life let me say it one more time the presence of God will always bless your life so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness and so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gotten six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. Let me just pause there. So they decided, we're going to carry this thing, and I preached this several times in my life. They would take six steps, and then they would just praise God. They would take six steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then they would praise God. They would take steps, six steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, then they would praise God. Then they would take six more steps and then praise God. See, sometimes we don't stop. We just go, go, go. And we don't praise God for the little things. We've gotten so ungrateful as a culture and a society that when we wake up in the morning, let me stop for a moment and just praise God that I'm alive and I have breath in my lungs. It's 10 a.m. God, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for what you've done in my family's life. I'm grateful for the house that you provided. I'm grateful for everything. Let me take a couple more steps. It's lunchtime. I'm grateful, Jesus, for the food you provided. I'm grateful that you brought blessing and favor in my life. Let me take a few more steps. It's the afternoon. I'm grateful that I got a car that can get me around. And God, you provided for me every step of the way. It's evening time. Let me just take a few more steps. He's worthy of all the glory. When's the last time you stopped and thanked God? When's the last time you stopped and praised Him for everything He's done in your life? Maybe you're not seeing the breakthrough you're meant to see because you've been too busy go, go, going and worrying about everything else instead of just thanking Him. Thanking Him for who He is, 
who he was and who he is to you and what he's going to become i'm here to tell you god is the same yesterday today and forever verse 14 i I love this david was wearing a linen ephod david was king Kings wear a kingly robe. Priests wear a linen ephod. David didn't wear his kingly robe. He wore a linen ephod that a priest would wear. Now let me talk to the men just for a second. You want to be treated like a king in your house, but you've never been a priest in your house. You better be the priest before you're the king of your house. You want that woman to treat you like a king, be a priest to her first. Pray for her. Encourage her. Love her. That had nothing to do with my message. It just came out. Women, slap slap your man next to you. Say, become my priest, baby. (laughs) See, you know what I love about this? David realized something. Let's check out the next verse. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Go back to verse 14, please. I love this. He was wearing a linen ephod. He realized something. This is what I believe. I believe he couldn't wear the kingly robe anymore. Because he was bringing the king of glory into the city. He couldn't wear the kingly robe anymore. Because the king of kings was coming to live in his city. The Lord of lords were coming to live in his city. I can just imagine. I, I, I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. I quote it all the time. It's Psalm 24, verse 7 and 8. I, I love quoting this. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up you everlasting doors for the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle i imagine david as they're taking their six steps getting close to the city because david wrote this psalm david writing down lift up Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. See, back in those days, you could tell how powerful someone's God was or how powerful the city was by the size of their gate. What they would erect to their God was showing how powerful their God was. So 
a civilization, a culture, a society that had these huge erections of their God would say, this God is a powerful God. The ones that would have massive gates would say, our city is powerful and so is our God. And so as David's coming to town, he looks at Jerusalem and he says, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, for the king of glory shall come in. See, he realized something. And this is the word God gave me for someone here today. See, God, 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 see, he can't fit into the doorway you've built for him because he's way too big for the doorway you built for him see you put God in a box God don't fit in your box you try to put God in a six by six box and God says I'm not gonna fit in your box you need to raise the roof off that box before I can come in at the different dimension you need in your life for more power more love more glory see if you want more you got to raise the roof off your see a lot of us put limitations on God I need someone to raise the roof off your box today. I need you to lift up your gates a little higher today. I need you to blow the gates open. I need you to lift the doors open. Be lifted up. Be lifted up. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. God says, you want to see more of me this year? Raise the roof off your box. You want to see more of me this year? You want to feel more of my presence? You want to feel more of my glory? Lift up the gates. Lift them up high. See, I need you to see this here today. Lift up the gates. Now let me get back to Matthew. Jesus is coming in on his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which is very much what we just read in the Old Testament, a shadow of what we read in the New Testament. The presence of God, Jesus himself, God himself, is coming in on a donkey, riding into the city. And the Bible says, the city shook. The city shook. See, things can shake in the natural. Things can also shake in the spiritual. And a lot of times when things shake in the spiritual, not everybody feels it. Not everybody feels it. I want to be so tuned in with God that when the spirit realm shakes, I feel it. There's a moving in the spirit. I feel it. I sense it. The king comes in. And the first thing he does in verse 12 Then Jesus went into the temple of God 
and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers in the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Go back to verse 12, please. This is my favorite part. I'm going to take a little liberty here. I think a lot of times we don't feel the shaking in the spirit realm. See, the dove is always a representation of the Holy Spirit. All through scripture. There's a lot of things that represent the Holy Spirit, but the dove is one of them. And this says they had the dove in cages because that's the only way you can sell a dove. So many of us have the Holy Spirit in a cage. So many churches have the Holy Ghost in a cage. Well, we believe in the Holy Ghost, but this is what other people say. This ain't what I'm saying. We believe in the Holy Ghost, but we don't want to scare people. So he's going to be in a cage over there in the back room. The Holy Ghost might frighten our youth and our children so we're going to put them in a cage right on the other side of that exit sign now if you want them you can come over and you can see them afterwards in a private room I made a decision long time ago that me and this church are never going to put the Holy Spirit in a cage the Holy Spirit can rule and reign this church. How do you lift up them gates to let the King of Glory come in? It's only by the work of the Holy Spirit. See, you can't do that kind of construction by yourself. You need the Spirit of God to come in your life and change everything. You need the Holy Spirit to move supernaturally. You need the Holy Spirit to move by power because he moves by power. I'm here to tell you, if you want the King of Glory to come and reign in your life in a new dimension, it takes the power of the Holy Ghost. And you can't put him in a cage. I want to feel the shaking in the spirit realm. I want to feel the stirring in the supernatural. I want to know how to pray when my kids are lost and bound. I want to know what to do when someone needs hope and no one knows what to do. I want to sense what's happening in my city, not by what the governor says, not by what the mayor says, but what by the Holy Ghost says. I want the shaking of God. I want the shaking. And I believe when you let the Holy Spirit rule and reign, Verse 14 says it perfect. Then the blind in the lane came to him in the temple and he healed them. 
the only way you can see healing like we've seen healing is when the Holy Ghost is in charge the only way you can see deliverance the way we've seen deliverance is when the Holy Ghost is in charge the only way you can see God move the way he's moved is when the dove ain't in the cage but when he's flying around see the dove's looking for a place to land and I want the dove to land here at 7106 Sorensen Avenue in a fresh new way I decided I'm, I'm lifting the post up I'm lifting the roof up I'm not going to let my thinking or what happened yesterday stop the king of glory from coming in I'm lifting the roof I'm opening the cage just like in the old testament be lifted up oh ye gates be lifted up you everlasting doors for the king of glory shall come in you got to open the cage you got to raise the roof you got to make room everybody stand to your feet hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. I know you're here. See, we can know God's here. But there's more than just knowing. There's feeling the presence of God. The shaking. The shaking in the spirit. feel a shaking God spoke to me this week that there's a shaking happening in the spiritual realm there's a shaking happening over California there's a shaking happening over Los Angeles County there's a shaking there's a shaking over the next generation there's a shaking And the only way you can go there breaking down that cage raising the roof off them gates lifting up those doors You've been living with the dove in the cage long enough. And you don't even know you're living with the dove in the cage. I'm here to tell you, let the dove out. Let the Holy Spirit out in your life. Every hand lifted. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I pray that your mind will no longer limit you to what God has for your life. I pray that your experiences no longer limit you to what God has for your life. I pray that you go deeper 
into the things of God. I pray that you are transformed. I pray that the Holy Spirit invades your life in a greater measure than ever before. Hallelujah. I declare every cage the devil has tried to put up, every wall the devil's tried to build, every door the devil's tried to put against you and the things of God, we rip them down right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that who the sun sets free is free indeed. We declare if God be for you, who could be against you? You declare, I'm a child of God. I belong to a royal priesthood. I'm an heir to the kingdom of heaven. Lift up those gates. Lift up those doors. Rip apart that cage. Holy Spirit, rule and reign our life. If you need salvation today, you need to be saved. Jesus isn't your Lord and Savior. Or you're backslidden. Right now, just lift your hand and say, I need salvation. I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. I need salvation. I see hands going up everywhere. Lift them up, lift them up, lift them up. Hands everywhere. Everyone's around. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I give you everything. I surrender. Change my life. I love you, Jesus every hand lifted now if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost if you never spoke in new tongues I'm believing today is the day I'm believing there's a deeper dimension for you to go down there's a deeper dimension for you every hand lifted I pray for the baptism of fire over your life I pray for a fresh baptism of fire. Even for those that need a fresh refilling right now. I just declare the fire of God will change everything. I declare the fire and the glory of God will change everything. I declare the dove is no longer in the cage. I declare the dove can go wherever the dove wants to go. I declare the dove has reign, full reign over your life. Hallelujah. I declare the fire of God. Come here, Natalie. I want you to pray for everybody. spirit and one accord Lord we unite right now in one spirit and one accord and we ask for a suddenly impartation of your fire if you're born again if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you've never received this and you desire to lift your hands right there lift your hands right there Lord we cry out for fire right now we cry out for fire right now we cry out for the fire of God to fall on your people to make us bold witnesses Lord to fill us with your spirit with your fire Lord Jesus to make us witnesses for you for the spreading of the gospel to empower us with boldness right now 
Lord Jesus, we ask for your fire to fall. We ask for your fire to fall on the balcony right now. We ask for your fire to fall. Tawny, lift your hands. Lord Jesus, we ask for your fire to fall right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your fire fall. Let your fire spread through this tabernacle, Lord. Let the fire of God spread through this tabernacle, Jesus. We ask for you to fall in this place anew. We ask for a refilling. Come on, saints, lift up your prayer language. If you have a heavenly prayer language, lift it up right now. Oh, I know it's Sunday morning. Lift it up. Lift it up in the atmosphere. Lift it up in the atmosphere. Your neighbor might get filled as you lift up your prayer language right now in this tabernacle. Come on, lift it up unashamedly, boldly. Let boldness flood this tabernacle. Let boldness flood this tabernacle. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Let a sound from this tabernacle knock on heaven's door on this Sunday morning. Come on, it's a sign to the unbeliever. Conviction is filling this place. Jesus, we're unashamed of you. Holy Spirit, be released in this atmosphere. We break down every cage. Let your fire fall afresh and anew, Lord. Fear is breaking off. Fear is breaking off. Timidity is going right up out of here. Boldness, 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 strength. Rivers of living water flow. Rivers of living water flow. Rivers of living water flow. Jesus, you're the baptizer. You're the baptizer. They don't need hands laid on them. Jesus, you're the baptizer. Baptize those that are seeking this gift promised to every believer. Baptize, baptize, baptize in fire. Baptize in your spirit. Baptize in power. We say baptize in the name of Jesus. You're the baptizer, Jesus. You're the baptizer, Jesus. Let your fire fall here. Let your fire fall here. Let a wind and a fire come in. Let a rushing, mighty wind come into the hearts of those that are yearning for more, of those that are yearning for you. Let your wind fall. Let your wind flow. Let your fire fall. Let your glory come. We ask for you and you alone, Jesus. You're the baptizer. A fresh fire on those that are weary. A fresh fire on those that are weary. A fresh fire on those that are weary. In the name of Jesus, a fresh fire on our youth. A fresh fire on our youth. Jesus, a fresh fire. 
and every household under the sound of my voice, a fresh fire watching online. Come on, get up off your couch right now. Lift your hands to heaven, watching online, a fresh fire. Come on, a church cries out for you. You're watching online, Linda Boatwright. Linda Boatwright, right now we ask for the fire of God to fall on you, right where you are. I know you wanted to be here. Strengthen her. We declare healing and the fire of God to fill her house right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every hand lifted. I break every religious cage off your life in the name of Jesus. Every religious cage must be broken right now in the name of Jesus. And the dove is free to do what the dove does. I break every religious cage in the name of Jesus. Lift up your head, O E gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, for the King of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. God says to someone, you want to see your business blessed? You need the dove out of the cage. You want to see the favor of God on your life? Let the dove out of the cage. You want to see the blessing of God? Raise the roof. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. He's a big God. Worship him, come back. Every hand lifted. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. Come on, lift your hands. Say in this atmosphere of worship for a minute. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, worthy, worthy. you built he's too big he's too big you're worthy God come on lift your hands you're worthy God you're worthy God you're worthy God you're worthy God you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy come on you're worthy God you're worthy worthy
ye people of God, lift up our voices and declare in the land of the living, He's still faithful. In the land of the living, He's still good. In the land of the living, He's still on the throne. Hey, come on now. Come on, just a little bit longer. The King of Glory is in the room. The Holy Spirit is moving in this place. sweet presence what a sweet presence what a sweet presence come on would you help me recognize the king of glory in this place hey we recognize your presence God we give honor where honor is due and we lift up our voice in unity to the king of kings and the lord of lords we shout because there's victory we clap because there is authority there's authority in this place god we're grateful god we're grateful god we're thankful come on ushers make your way real quick come on ushers make your way the anointing doesn't decrease in a moment like this the anointing actually increases in moments like these. And I know we're drawing to the end of what we would call a programmed moment, but how many of you know that we don't put the Holy Spirit in a box? So we might have a way of how things might need to go, but we give access. We get out of the way so that He can have His way. And so just for a moment, we're about to receive our tithe and our offering and so we don't want to break the flow of the Holy Ghost we we want to be in tune and in sync and in unity with that and part of what we do is we give back a portion of our of our income and we give above that at times in an offering amen and so in a moment I'm gonna pray and we'll bless this this tithe and offering but there's a lot that happens here at this church. There isn't a day that, that goes by that something isn't occurring here at this church. And we've seen God do incredible things. And many of you have come to know this church over the last few weeks as your home. And maybe you've never had an opportunity to jump deep in and become rooted in the church and wondering where do I fit in and how can I serve? And, Directly following today's service in our upper classroom, we're going to be having what we call growth track. And in this class, you'll find out all the things that are happening at the church. You'll find out the vision, the reason why we do what we do, why we shout, why we clap, why we're going to El Salvador, because we have a vision, a mandate on this house to see souls saved. Souls enter into the kingdom of God and we want you to help us do that. Help us accomplish all that God has mandated for our house. And so directly following this in our upper classroom, we have what we call growth tracking. In our lower classroom, you heard Pastor reference it today. We have a crusade that will be going on at the end of April. How many of you are excited about that? Yeah. 
And so if you are interested, you want to be a part of that, that atmosphere shifting time in our lower classroom, we'll be having a, an informational meeting for the crusade right after this service. And again, tonight after our 6 p.m. service, because how many of you know we need to take back Sunday night? So we have service tonight. We'll be having that informational then and then again after midweek. But if you are a member, you've already been through Growth Track. You've been serving here for a long time. I want to let you know that we'll be having our vision and appreciation meeting Saturday, February 26th, right here in our tabernacle. So if you're, you are a member, we encourage you to be a part of that night. See what God is going to do this year. Amen. So I want to let you know about that, but let's take a moment and honor God right now with our tithe and with our offering. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 10. It says, let us hold fast. Come on, hold on to something real fast. Hold on to the presence of God that we've experienced here. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering means you don't, you don't shout today and then stay silent tomorrow. Without wavering every single day, my God is faithful. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Aren't you grateful he's faithful? And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm stirring you up to do a good work. Tithe is a good work. I want to encourage you and challenge you to be a tither, to give offering. Why? Why do we give tithe? Why, why does God require that of us, that holy, sanctified 10%? Have you been blessed today? Has your family been touched this past month? Has God been good to you since the first of the year? Has God brought you through something since last year? Raise your hand if God's been good to you. Hey, that's why we tithe. That's why we give because God's been faithful and God's been good. And so in gratitude, I give back to him a 10% and an offering. And so I want to encourage you, I want to stir you up to a good work today because God's been faithful. Let's sow a seed today. Would you help me bless that now? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are a good and faithful father. We thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. We thank you that you are our healer, that you are everything when everybody's turned their back on us. You don't turn away from us. I thank you, God, now that you haven't forsaken me. I thank you now that you haven't left me high and dry, that you've always been with me. And so, Lord, today, in gratitude, I return back to you a holy, sanctified 10%. I sow back into the kingdom of God an offering because of who you are and what you've done. And I know that as I sow this seed, God, what you will do with this seed is to bring more people into the kingdom of God. Give us souls lest I die in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, come on, the church shouted amen. Man, we're so grateful you joined us this morning. And as the ushers continue to take up the morning's tithes and offering, the worship team will continue to worship if you want to spend some more time. If you need prayer for anything, we'd love to stand with you and pray with you. We'll have pastors here at the front. But God bless you and we'll see you tonight at 6 p.m.